Hello and welcome to E-Commerce Matters, brought to you by Black Curve. We help e-commerce businesses make pricing decisions. Today's title is How to Cut Your Google Ad Spend by a Third or More. As ever, I'm joined by Dr. Rob Horton, who as I haven't seen him in the flesh in six plus months, I should probably now refer to him as my pen pal, but hey ho, maybe we'll get to see each other in person before Christmas this year. I'm Philip Huthway, the founder of Black Curve, and without further ado, here we go. I think that's my favourite one yet. Yeah. We just write little notes to each other in Jira. That's yes. what we do now. <laughs> At Rob. <laughs> At Philip, have you done this? It's normally have you done this, to be fair. That's normally mm. the thing backwards uh. and forwards. So shall we go straight into it? So today's title is How to Cut Your Google Ad Spend by a Third or More. And so what lovely prop have you bought today to, to, to <coughs> represent today's title? Well, mine's, mine is a bit of a reach. Uh, because I've, well, it's, we've recorded two in quite close succession, so I'm still in Devon and I still haven't properly moved in. But I have a domino set. Oh. So the, uh, what, what we'll talk about it later, but how a small change at one end can have a massive knock on all the way down <laughs> to the other. <laughs> <laughs> Told you it was a I like it. I like it. I like it. I'm not sure if I now want to show you what I've got. <laughs> Is it a domino set? It's a domino set. It's a lovely wooden. No, no, no. So, um, so I show you what I've got. I do like it. I like that. You see, you're a doctor for a reason, aren't you? The lateral Ag- thinking. Again, I have gone really, really literal, and also, again, once again, there's a theme in my presence as well. My, my, <laughs> sorry, props as well. I've nicked it from my child. So here we go. Sorry, I've got a whole market trading stall because you know that's where it all began and then <laughs> then came the internet and now we are so that's basically what I've gone with <laughs> I like yours everybody <laughs> I don't have that reach so I I also I was also taking things from a child except it was me as a child because so <laughs> <laughs> you you're back home again aren't you so, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so if I, I get into my room and looked at the shelves like what what can I I've got books comics uh something here must be somewhere relevant I'm just impressed your parents haven't changed your bedroom into a gym or a, a, or a spa <laughs> or, or something my jobs what I've done here is to clean the shit out <laughs> Uh, well, if, well, if I get peckish at any point in this podcast, I can just have a plastic fruit. So uh, <laughs> today, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I, I'm definitely going to have to make sure that next week I I, I, I game, up, my, up my up uh, my you know brain game on on props. So, um, but hey ho, so we've got a market stall and some dominoes. <laughs> so shall we shall we go straight into it? Where would you like to start in terms of how to cut your your Google your Google ad spend? I mean, do you think it's worth us sort of setting the scene? Um, and we, we you know we're primarily going to be talking about how you can use pricing to to cut your Google ad spend. Is that is that right, Rob? Yeah, it's worth saying up front that we are not. Um, this is what we've seen from the pricing side. We're not uh ad optimization experts we understand a bit of the ecosystem but if we get something wrong let us know it's likely um we're just talking about what we've seen working with our clients and the knock-on effects of pricing on that um it's probably worth and it's also worth mentioning that when we say this we're talking primarily about the google uh the google shopping and google marketplace kind of 
ecosystem um, because that's where we we sit in and I think is probably the primary uh, advertising um, area. I mean, obviously there's Facebook and Amazon and all the rest of it, but but for us, we're kind of, we're Google centric in terms of what we do. So that that's where we'll be talking about really. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's certainly two sides to your um, your your Google ad marketing ecosystem, right? So you've got um, you've got the physical ability to, you know, on the search side, right, to to buy keywords and and also buy um, buy the ad slots, okay, but also and also buy your position in the results as well. But I think the the one that the pricing has the greatest influence on is actually in the Google shopping shopping space, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's again again in terms of you know you're bidding on certain keyword terms, you're bidding on position, but it's the um, it's the impact of the pricing decision that you make through time on that ad spend, which is which is interesting. Yeah, and it makes sense, right? Because we optimize at a product level, so it it, it makes sense that the biggest impact is at or the, the most noticeable impact that we see is at a product level well that's because i'm kind of that's what we're looking for <laughs> in a sense right so how how does google how can you optimize your google ad spend what are some of the things that you've seen our customers do yeah it's a good place to start so let's um let's talk we're just going to talk about products here on the shopping feed i think um there's a lot of general stuff that applies in terms of keyword optimization, making sure you're not general and negative search terms, blah, 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 a whole, like lots of blogs um, that I would just be regurgitating and, and not really uh, helping with the, um, from a pricing perspective, there are actually two main ways. Firstly is that, um, well, three, actually. The first is that uh, data quality, which is something we always go on about, is key. Uh, things like whether you've got GTINs or or unique product identifiers, you need all this stuff for your your search feed anyway. Because it, the way, um, if as I understand it, the way Google works is that you upload your product feed and then that ties in with your advertising account and then you do that. So you, so you need good quality, correct data to match so Google can match right across other products and put you in the right place and make sure you're doing the right thing. Um, the classic thing is is this optimizing the terms themselves. So um, you may want to you may know, you may want to go for more specific terms or spe- rather than more general ones. Um, and the other thing you can do is kind of put different strategies for different buckets or or labels in your in your product set so you group your products differently so you may want to treat top selling products differently to low selling products in terms of ad spend because the roi on some products will be um, much higher per per for, for that advertising investment than others and if you work with someone a lot of people work with agencies to manage this they don't do this in-house i think that's worth saying um so we will also talk about some things that you can do you don't need the agency to do or interact with and it'll just happen, which I think is probably the most interesting thing for a lot of people. But also if you have a very good agency, they will be, they will be doing it at the per product level as well. So they will be looking um, kind of, and even actually further down to the per customer level or per transaction level, 
I should say. So it, it really, really drilling right down and trying to maximize profitability from a, an individual customer rather than um, than anything else. So the short answer is there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to I'm going to start start by your first point there in terms of data quality, and this mm. is a, this is quite an interesting one. So we've we've found that so obviously it depends on the structure of of company to company, but but especially if you're using an outside outsourced entity to manage your your marketing sometimes as well in the actual company you have a marketing manager or uh, or a digital marketer or, or or whichever kind of phrase they whichever title they come under and that individual is not always involved in the pricing decision process right okay because sometimes that might sit with the sometimes the the top top dog or sometimes with a commercial person or sometimes with an e-commerce director or you know there's there's lots of lots of titles i'll stop playing title bingo um but but what i'm trying to say is that that sometimes simple things like making sure you've got your cost prices correct you know or making sure you have cost prices right or making sure that you've you've got your rrps set you've got your minimum prices those kind of things okay yeah, that that doesn't get as much scrutiny always when you're working with um when 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 it's just the marketers going you know going about their their optimizing business and and what we've certainly found that when we're doing the pricing decisions exercise if your data is not as good that's when they invest the time in making sure that those cost prices are correct so if you're making bidding decisions and mm -hmm. and you haven't sort of a byproduct of doing a pricing project is getting your data health sorted and that that in itself can go 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 massively far towards you making sure that you actually have your margins correct you're actually bidding at the right level and and so forth yeah i think i think that's really worth stressing it's state so if you're working with a with an agency their goal is the same as our goal as a pricing institute pricing uh <laughs> pricing company it's 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 profit optimization, right? You're you're using a, a, a vector to try and get the most bang for your buck. And they will be looking at whether algorithmically or, or just by hand, um, they will be looking at the data that comes in because it, that data lets them build the strategy out. So for example, um, like you say, if your pricing data and your sales data is not correct, so if your cost prices are wrong, so your margins are wrong, or your transactional data is missing or coming from the wrong sources, a classic example is people often uh, aggregate in-store and web sales data, um, which is really problematic because one of those is driven by either... Uh, is driven by the marketing online and one of them is more nebulous and whether it might be people might have seen your seen it online and gone to the store but it's much harder to trace right um and so this then damages the marketing uh, agency's ability to kind of calculate a fair price or uh, in the auction or work out exactly how much they're willing to go up to in a bid um or or based on the ROI calc and it's exactly the same data that, that we need. So there's a very like virtuous circle there between pricing and marketing just on that data piece alone. And I, I think I'm quite, I mean, I'm a 
data guy, right? But like, quite honestly, it's that story is true. No matter what operational thing you do in your business, um, but if you're not, if your data isn't good, you can be as data driven as you want, but your conclusions will be nonsense. <laughs> or how do we say it professionally? There'll be a wide margin for error <laughs> on it, but like garbage in, garbage out, right? Um, it's like it's like deja vu going back to episode one of this uh, <laughs> this this podcast. I think what are we on twenty something now? So uh, so that that takes us back takes us back. Um, yeah, and 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 it's important to say that if you do have an agency already, they're probably doing a lot of fantastic work to mm-hmm. to optimize your spend. I mean, you, you know, you've you've touched upon, for example, bidding for generic terms versus specific terms. You know, more than likely they'd have done tests to to bid for. I don't know, Dyson Hoover as opposed to Dyson Animal XCT 7000, right? Okay, so yeah, it just, I don't know why I did a robotic <laughs> voice, but it just seemed, just seemed, seemed appropriate, okay? Is so that it, what I sound like to you? No, that, that was a, that was a general robot. That was but a generic nerd voice. I know that voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you sound to yourself in your head. Is that, is that yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, so I think, I think that, that's important to add, but but the next piece that I'd like to pick your brains on, Rob, is that how, you know, let's assume that, you know, the third party marketing agency or, or even the person managing it in-house, whoever that might be, you know, is going to be optimizing, you know, bidding for certain terms, setting caps for things. But the competitor data piece dovetailed into that normal business as usual optimization piece can be can be transformational. And this can be actually one of the levers that you can use to reduce your ad spend, right? So I think this is um, probably the biggest bang for buck in terms of easiest thing you can do. Um, and it all comes down to what we said at the beginning is that price is a being competitive in price is a key factor in the Google algorithm, Google advertise, ad spend algorithm. No one, I mean, no one knows quite the back end um we've spoken to agencies they don't who, who obviously know a lot more about this than, than we do um and they they know it's important but again they can't quantify how much um and quite simply by being competitive in your pricing it means that you often have to spend less on advertising <laughs> because um one of the variables basically you you've 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 increased a different variable in that google algorithm in your favor and that has meant that you have less kind of you've got to push less on the other ones basically now the interesting thing there is like whether you save the money or reinvest it or double down or whatever i mean that's um i i don't that's not something i can really answer because that's more for the people involved actually in the advertising but what it does mean is that you're you're certainly being more efficient in your budget and all you have to do is plug a repricer in. So if you've got um if an agency say runs all your advertising spend, this will work without having to interrupt with that agency at all. So you you use a repricer, you become market competitive, back to the dominoes. This has the knock-on effect of actually making the agencies uh job quite and quite easier downstream um there are some nuances in the um if people are look if the agency is doing actual optimization kind of algorithmically there, there is a risk that 
of, often um, uncompetitive products have are too expensive, have a higher margin. They'll be using that in that optimization calculation. As that margin comes down, their ROI calc changes. So you do have to make sure that this this is all a bit joined up. But that that is the kind of, if I'm honest, the super competitive, uh, not competitive, wrong word, super kind of market leading agency viewpoint on this stuff. And for most people, that isn't the reality because, um, like you said, a lot of it is around optimizing at the search term level rather than at the individual kind of AI calculation of bid process. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's. I think we. It's just important to stress that 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 I think there is a fine balance between just simply plugging in a repricer and hoping that's going to cut your cut your cut your costs by a third. I think in the industries which we which are uber uber branded, uber uber kind of the the products that are available in lots of different outlets. These are the ones that are normally. It, it's easy to find an alternative. Sorry, sorry, it's easy to find the same product at many vendors therefore mm. it dictates that these are generally price competitive where or rather you have to be competitive on them right where there are maybe fewer vendors it's about you it's about identifying which ones you have to be competitive on or find how of working with a repricer that enables you to identify which ones you need to be competitive on so you don't undersell yourself and that exercise as well goes into the the optimization piece of your of your spend. Um, I mean, I think you know if you're looking at it from purely, I mean, hey, different sectors. This is not this is not meant to be a lockdown podcast. Um, but different sectors have performed well, and different other sectors have have been harder hit in the, certainly the the online online space at the moment. So if if you if you're looking to cut it cut your costs by a third, you know, for the sake of two, three, four, five hundred quid. You know, spending six, seven, eight, nine, ten grand for a very small retailer a month on on Google Ad spend is quite common. So mm-hmm. you know, for five hundred quid to save a third on ten grand, that that's pretty that's pretty pretty reasonable return. But then to come back to what you said earlier, you know, I, I'm I you know I don't play I don't play roulette, so I'm not a case of if you win on red, you double down your winnings and go again. Um, although I'm sure somebody has done many and many a mathematical formula as to what you should do in different different scenarios, but um, but to come back to not this, play, not just don't play roulette. Yeah, don't don't play roulette. The, so it's completely the, the zero. The zero <laughs> breaks the game. You, you lose on average. Okay, roulette. but 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 my point <laughs> being is that that me being you know a business owner from my perspective, if something is working, you know, if I've managed to manage to save, and it's about working out where I spend on the Google space that really drives traffic and drives conversion i would probably look to try and take that that third that i saved and and in double down on where it is working and that that for me is a successful marketing operation it, it's mm-hmm. using your budget to its full full disposal because i mean you know i also regularly get i mean we're we're, we're a different kind of structure structure of business because you know for those of you who don't know we are venture backed so you know debt is debt is our is our friend but you know I, I win no prizes i win no prizes each year if i haven't spent my budget you know it's mm. it's kind of you know you've laid out your budget you've made your educated decisions at the beginning of you know the quarter you know so so i think that it's just working out what what the best thing is to do for your for your business yeah i think that's i think that's smart 
I think what I would say, just anecdotally, is that if you are making a change to your pricing, it is definitely worth having a conversation with whoever's doing the um, what if whether it's agency or in house, whoever's running your marketing, because it will have a knock on effect. Um, because the other thing is you want what. So I'm I'm really interested in digital marketing because it's I, I I think it's really scientific, right? It's very done well. It's test measure, test measure. And so if you're making this fundamental change at the back end, you don't want that to be misappropriated um, or misunderstood in that um, because some, suddenly say um, the 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 amount you have to spend drops by a third. On cert, probably on certain products rather than others. Um, you need to understand, understand why in your strategy because you don't want to think, oh, well, that's great. The market's just got cheaper. Maybe someone's dropped out of it. I'll just spend in the same way um, or, or carry on. And that, that might work, but that won't be an optimal way of doing it. And I guess this kind of segues into the, to the next bit is that the interesting thing from a pricing perspective is that we understand competition differently from a from a marketing perspective. And that's kind of like the second layer to this. So the first thing is just like by being quote unquote price competitive, you have a knock on effect in Google's algorithms and happy days and off you go. The second part is there's the optimization piece around this and there are products that you will never be able to be truly price competitive on. Um, uh, or, and what that means really is that you will never be able to go down enough to make the margin you need to make those project products sustainable uh, for, for you in a business. And so then you've got a question from a pricing side, sure, do I stop? You've got a question from the stock side and you've got a question from the marketing side in terms of, well, if these are never going to be price competitive am i always going to be fighting uphill on them or or is actually can i win the battle with demand and again this is where we can't answer the question for you but you have this kind of go no go uh decision where it's either like well actually i can dominate the market through advertising um so that's your classic um you kind of classic bombard every media channel spend a load of money this is build up brand association so while we're more expensive people just associate it build that quality thing or, or whatever like well these are the market leaders so although they cost more i'm going to buy this for other than that um iphone versus android i, I guess would be a quite a good example of that in that um apart from the fact that they're not really like for like products comparisons but, but you get what i'm saying well the other side of it is that like okay do we just stop spending money right like or do we move the bucket that this isn't oh, we thought this was an all right seller but actually it's not the price that's having an impact it's not the marketing that's having an impact so have like let's just not double down and save money there and and it's this kind of competitive bucketing i think um layered with your sales data what's doing well and the rest of it and then layered with the comp competitive view that you get from the marketplace in terms of ad spend and who just getting things in front of people's faces that that's the next stage of making this really powerful and i think the pricing bit is often missing from that um 
Yeah, I mean, certainly the last, well, how many, the last sort of five or so customers that we've brought on, when we've had the conversation with them about um, about how do they manage their, their marketing activities, um, I think four, four, four out of the five actually outsource it, um, that a lot of the time they're, they're using, when they're outsourcing it, they're using the Google, well, it's a bit of a, I won't, I won't get too much into <laughs> to, to if you can manage both sides of the coin, if you can if you can influence people's decisions of how much they spend with you, that's that's the holy grail, right? Which is to a certain extent what what the, the Google Google ad ecosystem does. But they, they literally throw up all their products into the system or all the products that they want Google to manage or through to Google to manage. And then Google does its thing because you can let it auto run within within kind of within kind of boundaries but if i what i think you're uh, if i'm right rob and please do correct me correct me if i'm wrong mm -hmm. the next stage of optimization is bucketing right and and putting putting your products into certain categories and one of them might be you know it might just be that you, know, you don't have to have loads of competitors for a certain product to want to bid for it on Google Shopping, right? But it might be that you have changed the price of this product loads and loads of times historically, and it hasn't had any influence on mm -hmm. on 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 sales. So therefore, are you? Is it worth putting money behind it on Google Google Shopping? I mean, it might be worth doing a test on that to see if that does drive it. But then, if that if that's not influencing it get a mechanism that allows you to bucket it like black curve or, or, or alternative get a mechanism that allows you to bucket it that says don't bid on this yeah so I'll, I'll just jump in on that to make so um most people will let google handle the bid side of it and what google acts as a broker um, in effect, which which makes sense. Um, I don't think either of us is saying let us do that because we've got no idea. What you can do, and what is often most agencies will do as a first step, is to build out different strategies for different sets of your products. Um, I think they're called labels. Um, but you basically tag stuff, and you say, well, this is a a product, this is a B product, this is a C product. I have strategy A, strategy B, strategy C, right? That, that simple. You build the, strat the different strategies out about how aggressive you want to be, what's your maximum what's your maximum spend or, or whatever. Um, and this is where we can help, right? This is where by giving you those more insight into kind of how you should break, break those strategies out, um, and I would say that it's not going to be just a, uh, like here's a label from Black Curve. It's here is here is some things that Black Curve have thrown out. It's uncompetitive, or it's um, actually things like it's not price driven. Um, that that kind of stuff, price elastic, combined with the marketing view and also the stock view, right? Because um, you've got to you've got to be able to get enough stock in to to balance that because really the um people in non-cyclical business business and don't like them using the term self-group but like there is a rate at which you can get and ship stock and that has a limit and you're optimizing profitability through that process in a, in effect right so if i can get one if i can only sell one product every six months because that's how long it takes it i'd say i'm a furniture i'm i'm making furniture i'm in devon why not um, it takes me six months to build something. 
Um, I basically need to maximize the price on that product because I've got, it's going to take me six months to build, build the next one. Um, but fortunately I own the market so I can do whatever. Whereas if, when it becomes more competitive, there's a price I want to go down to, but I can often be a bit more expensive if, if I'm limited by the amount of stock I'm shifting. So this is kind of where we get into the, it's not just pricing. It's not just marketing it's stock as well and you want to get all this stuff singing together and that's what should dictate your strategy it's this overarching view not just price competitive or no sense or whatever i will say that just doing that will probably help actually even if you do the uh non-selling price competitive uh non non-selling non-price competitive uh well selling super price competitive that's probably a good two buckets to start with, ju- just from data that, that we, we kind of have. But the, obviously, the more data you can layer in, the, the better the view you'll get. Yeah, and then right at the other end of the spectrum, well, it might not be right at the other end of the spectrum, but <laughs> but but it's certainly uh, a few steps away from what, what you've described, is that if you can use your pricing, you can you can rapidly test and work out which prices you know you need to be sensitive to the market on or or where you don't need to be the cheapest okay that that then also supports that you have brand power in that that particular instance so therefore you don't need to bid to be position one on google shopping right you can get away with being position four for example position five and that and that in itself is 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 powerful and that in itself goes to how you know, you don't you don't feed the Google machine, or you probably, as I said, you probably just go and reallocate that back into a different part of your Google Google ad spend. But there's lots of little, you know, you get by. Uh, there's so many knock on effects of of if you get your pricing so I, correct. I, I think if it was me that I really like because I like independent variables, not dependent variables. So I would be looking initially to work out which products are majority price driven and which major- majority advertising. Not, driven uh ppc driven or like google shopping driven because those buckets you basically can exclude um i mean obviously there's going to be a base level of both but because when we say things aren't things are on advertising driven the things things thing what, what we mean is that we have to pay enough to get it in front of people's eyeballs and in the same way that you, from the pricing side, you have to reprice often enough to be in a competitive range. Because if people aren't looking at it, <laughs> we, we used to work with somebody who described it quite well. Um, it's like, all right, you can get me looking in the window, but the price isn't right. I'm not going to buy it, right? And conversely, it doesn't matter if the price is right if you've got a brick wall in front of the window. So it, it, you, you, you need that base level harmony between the two to be effective and then within that you can work out what's what needs to be at the front of the window or what you can stick at the back of the window <laughs> basically i think <laughs> stretch the metaphor no because this this then comes down to what do you classify what are you tracking as a win right a win a mm. win to me you know i get i get cross when i'm looking at our own website stats and our own marketing spend stats and it's like oh we've got all this traffic turning up to our our website and it's like vanity metrics i mean i get told off when i say things like this but but <laughs> i want someone to buy you know that's fundamentally that is a conversion okay mm-hmm. so there's no point spending a ton of money on google shopping if they're coming to your website and not buying 
So if you get your pricing right, they come to your shop window and they buy, okay, because you are competitive where you need to be, or they buy because you've you've invested in other areas to make your brand powerful, and then your pricing supports that 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 strategy, or you've built enough trust to enable you to hit hit a different different price point. I think there's another. Uh interesting thing around this that is kind of the elephant in the room in this conversation at the minute um and and quite an argument for automating both is that stock is king at the minute um and i mean given the supply chain issues with covid given the sudden surge in online shopping because of covid uh, probably because of covid i guess in general second lockdown people are bored people are buying stuff um really where we spoke about this last week, but the focus of most businesses is on is on stock and supply chain. Um, and actually people have been dis- like uninvesting in, in advertising. Um, I know some agencies have been hit quite hard. Um, but really what you what you want to be doing is have the kind of relationship, same with pricing where you can spin up and spin down. Um, and this is the kind of, this comes back to the data purity, the automation, kind of getting everything together in, in harmony, because then you can, you can put the resources into the bits that need it. So, okay. Especially from a human perspective. Okay. Well, everyone, everyone is shifting boxes in the warehouse or, um, trying to sort out when the bloody container is coming in, um, Okay, well, the prices we spoke about this last week, the pricing is doing something simple. We've turned down advertising spend because we can't get the stock in. Like, we're, we're selling out of everything. I mean, that, that's my anecdotal experience at the minute, trying to find a birthday present for my partner. Like, do you want a pair of slippers? They're nowhere. Like, and, and I'm having to go to websites, not in a bad way, but I'm finding shopping from websites I never would have shopped from uh, before. Anecdotes there, I'll give you a little hint. Um, so I've learned this from work. Find a G tin. <laughs> no, no lie, right? Uh, pair of Birkenstock slippers. Got the product code. Google Shopping product code. Found the product. Work. Boom. There we yeah. go. So, so if you're if you're struggling, <laughs> it, it works. Um, anyway, I'll do. We'll do a. Maybe we'll do a Ro- Robin Phillips holiday shopping tips. Well, I'm sure I've spoken about this in the past, but I'm I'm going to say it anyway because because yeah. uh, it, it follows on from what you've said. Um, uh, I, I I needed um, a, a duffel bag, a waterproof duffel bag, and uh, and I'm probably swayed by b- outdoor brands. I'm not a brand whore, but I call outdoor brands. I seem to I seem to have trust in certain certain outdoor <laughs> brands. So it was North Face, right? And a duffel bag, and and normally Fancy. they're they're stupidly expensive. These bags for what you what you get, and I mm-hmm. thought, hang on a minute. I'm going to do what you've just said. I'm going to I'm going to put the product code into Google Shopping, okay, and find it. And I found it from a supplier that I'd never shopped before, and it was about forty quid cheaper. So I'm not I'm not not saying like yeah, it's a yeah, massive, yeah. you know, it was a hundred quid bag worth copy and pasting the GTIN. And I would even if I if I'd put like um, you know North Face Duffel Medium, I would not have found it. I just mm. would not have found it. 
okay because clearly they weren't bidding on this particular term or or weren't or weren't visible so so there we go that's uh, that's how the consumer can save money from google shopping and we've also tackled how businesses can save money <laughs> on the other side so sorry google that we're, we're but there yeah. are, there are, people have well, this is a bit of a tangent but i do think it is an interesting one because it does tie into all of this because it's interesting as a consumer often how hard it is to find a product you want to buy that that actually i mean why am i having to search, why are we having to search for gtins to find a product that's there and it does come back to this advertising uh spend um my um i was talking to my dad about this last night because unsurprisingly we're buying some fishing kit and um <laughs> We um, we we work with a with a fishing supplier, um, who actually kicked off this whole conversation. A really really nice group of guys. But um, I, dad dad had ne- they never come up on dad's shopping feed, and he was he was he's quite technical. He likes to understand, so he's trying to work out why. Um, and I think they must not be targeting his demographic in somehow or, or or something. I'm going to feed it back to uh, to the guys. Anyway, because he, they should be targeting this demographic because he drops an incredibly large amount of it. But that well, it's where where because you're you're where you're based, Devon, right? So yeah, exactly. Um, so they might not be bidding because of shipping or or so forth. Um, but actually, no, they're UK wide, so that is that is quite yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's, I, I just found that really just just give him give him your IP address from where you are, and he'll just be he'll just bid. You know, go all in on that IP address, yeah, and then your poor do. your he poor father do. will yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. will will be poorer. So, uh. <laughs> well, he's spending the money anyway. So, <laughs> so you might as well you might as well go to a friendly yeah, yeah, friendly home. This is the point. I'd rather someone that um, I, I'm I'm horrifically country, but I'd rather someone I know and take gets it than than someone else. But like, um, I think it this is this problem is it got me thinking because this this problem is not solved by any means in in that like it's really not optimized you've got someone people who want to buy something a specific product and then you've got this google advertising shopping engine where you're spending a lot of money and there's a lot of lost sales knocking about because of the inefficiencies in that um so, and this is where a good agency will help you out in terms of building strategies around customer segmentation and, and there is depth in the engine for doing that. Um, but, but there's clearly, if um, there's cl- like, if my, if my dad can't, isn't finding a supplier that in theory ships there, competitive, we know they're competitively priced and we know that their uh, advertising guys are, are good as well, it's worth saying. There is clearly a huge amount of inefficiency in this system that that could be optimized. Um, I suppose so the, the, the human it's the human it's getting into the head of the human of to what what is your father actually putting into that Google shopping search box? Well, it, it's literally <laughs> that. And the, the the analog for me is that like in our world is that uh, is recruitment. So companies always complain they can't find good candidates and good candidates can't always complain they can't find good companies. And there's like, um, there's always a breakdown in kind of the brokerage uh, in, in that like, in that kind of recruitment brokering, linking people up. And, and, and I think there's something similar here in the fact that like Google is brokering this 
but isn't understanding the human quite as well as maybe it it should in the or 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 how the search terms you should be bidding on actually to link up the buyer journey of of the person doing it and i think that that's where the real interesting part is the customer journey it's like how is the customer thinking and how does that interface with 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 my search terms um and so and so part of that obviously is price which makes sense that price is a factor but also how do you get the customer looking at what you're doing in the first place and what's that journey and what what are they searching for because they're the ones that are right because they're the one that are that are buying like we we we've learned this in another life in that you can try and convince that people of something all you want but if you're not solving the problem that they're looking to solve you you're not going to convert and it's building that profile okay so we'll do fishing because i i i know fishing but uh, i'm looking a certain age a certain background usually do care about price do care about quality uh care about brand loyalty that, that, that kind of stuff and then all of a sudden it's like okay my whole business my brand values of my business have to represent this because it could be that you're spending a load of money, but because your website looks a certain way that people won't trust you, right? Um, it's a really simple example. And I think that's it's, it's building that holistic picture out um, with pricing as part of that, that I'm really, I find super interesting in this marketing space because it's not just how much you're bidding here and the benefit that being price competitive has. It's understanding the client, the, the we call the customer journey and how that fits in and then what you need to optimize and how much you need to optimize because if um to, to to kind of get that conversion really that makes sense i feel like i've tangent a little bit but no it does it does indeed it does indeed um so just coming up to the top of the hour i'm going to call final orders on uh, is there <laughs> anything else that you'd like to like to talk about rob or do you think we've we've gone as far as we can in the time available um, no, I think it is worth reiterating that just being price competitive will have a huge impact and, and being systematically, I should say being systematically price competitive will have a, a huge impact, um, on your ad spend without having to do anything fancy or anything clever. Uh, and we've seen that seen that time and time and time and time again. again so i mean this third this third hasn't been made up right so this is based on uh, the last five case studies that, that that we've done right so it's it's if you, if you don't do anything and you get your competitor you, you get your competitive mix sorted you work out uh, where you need to be competitive and then you iterate your prices in that that has had a direct impact on the amount of money that those companies have had to invest in their google their google shopping mm -hmm. arena okay hands down okay and that's actually you know that and that saving was seen within the first week two weeks three weeks it's out of the gate you know so it's like an overnight thing right and then we've yeah. spoken about we've touched upon some other areas then you get into kind of the the sky or the team ineos or uh is that, i don't know if that team's been disbanded now i've not i've not kept up yeah, necessarily um but um but the the incremental gains kind of philosophy whereby right the next stage is looking at 
uh, uh, bucketing your products um, or labeling your products rather to use to use Google's terminology of this is a high seller, this is a low seller, this product is not influenced by price, so forth and so forth, and then using that data to influence your your particular bidding strategy uh, and so forth. So yeah, and I'd say that like in a in a in a kind of a time poor environment for for many reasons. Um, actually going going back to what we said last week that just automating simple kind of competitive repricing uh will say it may not make you more money per product uh but it will save you a lot of money per product if that makes sense in that like it's like the classic adage of there's there's two ways to increase margin, right? Sorry, two ways to increase profitability, increase your margin or reduce your cost. Like, um, then actually the automating the pricing process, however simply, really, right now will save you business operating costs and marketing operation costs. Um, I can pretty much guarantee that. And put a smile on that commercial and MD manager's face because <laughs> you thought your Google ad spend was going to be 10K plus a month and it's a lot less. <laughs> so I think we'll, or, it's we'll, the, or it's the same but more effective. Or it's the same but more effective. But hey, it's win-win. It's win-win. It's win-win. Uh, right, so thank you very much, everyone, for listening. We have been Black Curve. This is our podcast, E-commerce matters is available on all major shopping Spotify. I've got I've got my tongue tongue <laughs> tongue twied twist on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, I'm Philip Hathaway. I've been joined by Rob. Look forward to seeing you next time. Take care.